Uh, now we'll talk a bit about specialist tests. And this next section, I think, is maybe maybe beyond what you might need to know for an interview, but it's good to know uh, if it's ever mentioned to have this knowledge to back up anything that you say. Um, so the first specialist test we'll talk about is tilt testing. And really its use is to differentiate reflex syncope, orthostatic hypotension and psychogenic pseudosyncope. Uh, and what essentially happens in a tilt test is that a patient is attached to a table that is put flat uh, and when the head is tilted up, a normal response would be for the heart rate and the blood pressure to increase to maintain cardiac output, because as we discussed, there's a reduced venous return, but by less than about 10% for the blood pressure and the heart rate. Now, that's normal. So in reflex syncope, what happens is on tilting up, you get a vasodepressive response. So the blood pressure slowly falls and there's a latency until a very sudden drop. You also get a cardio inhibitory aspect typically, but these things are never always black and white. Uh, and that's kind of, that is characterized by a slow rise in the heart rate. And then as the body is tilted up and then you get this sudden bradycardia. And when tilted down again, the heart rate and the blood pressure increase back to normal. And this can be associated all with a loss of consciousness. That's reflexing for people. And orthostatic hypotension on tilting up, there is typically more of an immediate drop in the blood pressure, so less of this latency. Um, but again, things aren't always black and white, and you can get a later drop in blood pressure. And But the, the key difference is there's typically no cardio inhibitory response seen. So the heart rate will increase to compensate for the blood pressure drop, unless there is an autonomic dysfunction associated with that. Um, otherwise, um, the, the heart rate will typically remain the same. Um, then in uh, psychogenic pseudosyncope, uh, the heart rate and the blood pressure both increase, typically above the normal 10% due to the kind of emotional stress response of the test. There may be a loss of consciousness, but importantly, there is no cardio inhibition or vasodepression seen. So that's a basic about tilt testing. Another test that could be indicated is autonomic function testing, if you suspect there's an underlying autonomic dysfunction. And this can include, as a couple of examples, 24-hour blood pressure monitoring, where you'd assess for a normal circadian variation in blood pressure. And if that's lost, it would be suggested of autonomic dysfunction. Valsalva testing, uh, where you look at the associated heart rate and blood pressure changes, and a loss of those, again, can be suggestive of um, autonomic dysfunction. Um, one can also sometimes do an exercise stress test, and this is indicated if the history of syncope is related to exertion, or as Balric said, you could just ask someone to wear a halter monitor and exert themselves to recreate that scenario. Um, but also it'd be indicated if you suspect there's a, uh, there's a provocable left ventricular outflow tract obstruction, such as, for example, in pe people in Hoka. And finally, a specialist study that, that may be considered as an EP study. And these are really indicated if syncope remains unexplained after non-invasive evaluation in those uh, where you think an arrhythmic cause is suspected. So that might be someone that's high risk, for example, has had a previous MI, and you think that may be an area of fibrosis that may be a, a kind of focus of, of an arrhythmia. Um, so that is all of the tests that you would normally do uh, to... Um, potentially work up someone with syncope. Um, anything to add there, Barry? Um, no, I think so. 
a lot. So actually, I think you the, the, these tests are specialist tests, but as a incoming cardiology registrar, you should be, you don't necessarily need to know the ins and outs of them, um, but you should have some level of awareness. Um, so maybe a phrase such as um, I'd be considering a tilt table test and I'll be looking at the looking particularly at the vasodepressive and cardioinhibitory response uh, when the patient is tilted. And that shows a fair degree of understanding as to the two main things we look at in a tilt table test. They're not expecting you to be able to interpret a tilt table test, but just knowing that those are the things we look at shows that you have engaged with uh, what, the test, what the test is. And it's a very common test that we do for patients with uh, syncope. So, it's definitely something you need to be aware of. Um, and yeah, I suppose some of the other tests, again, it depends where the station is leading you. But for example, an exercise stress test in Hokan, they always, all our Hokan patients will have, um, we asked to do it ourselves to assess the outflow tract gradient during um, their normal echo anyway. So that's very pertinent to talk about if you're met with a patient who's got syncope and now they've got, and they've, the station goes down towards a diagnosis of Hogan. So it just depends on where the station's leading. Um, but yeah, to, to definitely should have some awareness of some of those tests. Um, and the EP study is a fair one to talk about at the very end uh, as a final uh, workup for syncope. You do things like, a, for interest, you do things like a VT stim sometimes to see if you can induce VT um, in some of these patients who you've got no clear cause. Um, yeah, that's kind of over and above what necessarily expects a training. Fantastic. Okay.